Welcome back, good people, to Less Tech More Neck. This is Devante. And I'm Eric. Less Tech More Neck. Mmm, y'all hear what I say. Less Tech More Neck. For your mother and your brother, we gonna hear from Eric and Devante. It's strange times and these are strange days And it's strange people living strange ways So expect Let's take Monet I'm not gonna lie to you, Eric I was actually looking at your fucking space heater for a minute And it says Polonis Mm -hmm. And I definitely know for a fact That whoever came up with this Named it Penis at first Because it's P-E-L-O-N-I-S and somebody got high and was like, dude, let's have a space heater called penis. They're like, dude, we can't have that. Let's put L-O in the middle somewhere. It's just like a random fucking name. Really? And while we That's were taking, where your brain went? Dude, immediately. That? Wow. That is like someone that would be high that would say that. I haven't been high in so long. <laughs> I know. That's what's funny. I was, you know. But that caught my attention and I was just staring at it while we were taking room tone. Like a motherfucker. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, somebody wanted um, to name that penis. So clearly our brains are, are being scrambled. And Devante's is, uh, his is, I think his is already scrambled eggs basically at this point. I thought mine was scrambled eggs. And anyway, he uh, yours, he takes the cake. Yours is like fucking eggs <laughs> on hot concrete in Arizona. It's like the fuck your eggs are. It's like a, you break an egg on like a hot asphalt. Yeah. Like 120 degrees. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna cook, but it's going to be nasty. It's yeah, like, it's nasty. <laughs> it's not good. It's not edible. You don't want it. You don't want to have that shit. That's Eric's eggs. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. No, I mean, I, you know, that's what we uh, <laughs> talked about for tonight was, you know, we've been talking about a lot of serious stuff. I mean, of our own personal lives and um, obviously had a lot of people on and, you know, this has been an incredible journey. I mean, not only doing it, but then obviously during this time, having the events in our life that have unfolded. I mean, it's pretty remarkable, you know, kind of. I'd say a coincidence, but, um, you know, it makes you really believe that, you know, things are meant to happen for a reason, at least open your eyes to things. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, I was kind of laughing, I don't know, just about life this week. You know, I mean, I'm going to take the kid camping truly how insane, you know, the world is, but then when you go outside, it isn't, you know, I know we've talked about this before, but it, it is crazy. I mean, my stories, and I haven't even told you guys a lot of my stories are fucking absurd. I mean, I know Devante has had to listen to me for the last two years at work and it is funny. You called it when I walked through that door. You're like, that is a nasty, nasty motherfucker. I'm pretty good at reading people. <laughs> you, know, you are. Yeah. The way you fucking came in there and just like, I was like, dude. <laughs> This dude's fucking nasty. <laughs> Just like that first thing that came in your mind. I was like, when I, I was like, he's nasty yeah. and he's a dick. Oh, you thought I was? A I was dick a dick too. I thought you were a dick too. Okay, because yeah. you came in and you fucking you did the lean on the fucking table <laughs> like you still do, and I was like, this motherfucker has got some type of filth to him <laughs> right now, <laughs> and he's gonna lean on this shit like this, dude. Does he think he owns this motherfucker? <laughs> Then I got to talking to you, and I was like, "All right, this is okay." Still, <laughs> still nasty. Okay. Still nasty. But the fact, the the thing I liked about you is the fact that you were, you were definitely like honest. I didn't feel like you were like bullshitting around about anything, and like you didn't know me, and you were just open and honest. I was like, "Okay, we're gonna get along." Yeah, not not a lot of filter. I do have a filter between my you know frontal cortex, and then what comes out of my mouth. But I can pick and choose, and I know whatever I say. 
most people have already heard it and it's not going to really affect my job or career in the future. You know, I'm in sales and I think people actually like the fact that I'm kind of a lunatic and absurd. Uh, I think they appreciate, you know, the honesty and I do have some funny stories, which I was thinking about one of them today. Actually, I was telling someone about it this week and I know I've told you this story, but we're talking about cam work and obviously that I have done cam work, you know, it's very short amount of time. But uh, for those who aren't familiar, Chatterbait is a popular cam site, mostly women on there. Um, But there are some guys and then couples. And I actually convinced a girl I met on Tinder to, because you know me, I'm always thinking about different ways to make money. And this is really pretty recent after Tinder came out. This is probably 10 years ago. And uh, I... (laughs) told her i'm like you know we were hooking up and i was like hey i bet people would want to watch this you know i mean it's fun and i think she was 19 i was 23 and it was funny because she even though i don't think she really wanted to do it she agreed to do it i think just because she didn't want to stop sleeping with me it was more of a way to please me which is not healthy at all you know i'm not condoning what i was doing but you know at the time i was like oh yeah let's try to make some extra money fuck it so we set it up in her apartment and uh started filming and we did two two nights of it and um, I think we made, I don't know, like 50 to 100 bucks between both nights. You, you really have to build up a clientele. So people that are interested in sex work that listen to this, like, it's not as easy as you think. Like, yeah, there's, it is remarkable the number of nasty motherfuckers are out there. The fact I made, you know, 100 bucks in two days with literally starting, we had no profile picture. It just, I think my screen name was like cute kitty cat 34 or something like that. Jesus. <laughs> And then it was in the couple section, you know. Uh, I remember the verification process was pretty, you know, subpar. You know, we definitely could have been underage doing it. Mm. I don't remember it being that strict. You know, it was it was just funny to see, you know, they were, I don't know. And this is a long time ago. I bet if we did it now, we'd probably double. I bet that's there's probably the double the men using sites like Chatterbait. Well, OnlyFans, it's the exact Only same thing. thing. Yeah, exactly. And again, same thing, but... You know, so we did that, and obviously she eventually just couldn't do it. I mean, again, after two nights, she's like, I, I don't know if she said it, but I could just read the vibe of her and, you know, all these guys, you know, jerking off, tipping us, asking us to do shit. I was fine with it. I was like, fuck, yeah, this is fucking awesome. Like, I don't fucking care. But you could tell it did bother her. And, you know, being the civilized human, semi-civilized human I am, I was Scrambled like, okay, yeah. well, that's your brain. I got the mm. egg on the concrete. Still no, I'm just kidding. Eggs, you know, I shut it down and I was like, yeah, look, I, I can tell you're not into this. You know, it was the first time, you know, again, when all these apps came out, not Chatterbait, but no, obviously I'd met her through Tinder. And I, I think she was the first one. I was really curious of what a girl's Tinder looked like. And I was like, what is it like for you? Like, I know we're hooking up, but you're using Tinder, which means you're probably talking to a bunch of dudes. I know how dudes think. She's like, oh, yeah. You know, like, I'm said guys send me dick pics over Snapchat. And, you know, I love the attention. I got 99 plus likes. You know, I looked at it, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you have a lot of men in here. Like, it was way more men than even I thought. I was like, oh, there'd be like, you know, if I had like 10 to 15 girls, there'd be you know, 40 to 50 men. No, it was like a hundred plus and it was just unlimited. It was like men just swiping right. And of course this was before Tinder, you had to pay for it or any of that. And that's when I was curious. I'm like, oh, so you're like Snapchatting some of these guys? She's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, can I go through? She's like, yeah, there's probably gonna be dick pics. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's cool. I'm, I don't fucking care. I was like, I'm just more curious than anything. And it was, it was, I think like three dudes were 
texting her and it was like, you know, multiple Snapchats, you know, very sexual, sexually explicit language. You know, one had sent a bunch. He sent like five, six dick pics. Good God. Pretty recent too. And I was like, oh man, like this guy's like jerking off right now. This is, you know where this story's going. And I thought that was fucking hilarious. I'm like, man, this guy's jerking off for you right now. And like, we're literally doing cam work. I should just direct him to the website. I was like, I really want to fuck with this guy. I don't even, this is where my brain is. It's, I feel like I'm an alien sometime. I'm not even a fucking human being. Cause I don't know why I would think this way, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. I was like, oh, he, it, I'm going to fuck with this guy. Like, give me some of your panties. I put on her panties and I was doing the uh, men's physique shows at the time. So I was pretty tan. Legs were shaved. And I just started taking like butt pics in her fucking mirror. <laughs> in her like full length mirror with like you know the light's pretty dim so you can't re- and i made it look very feminine you know, i got pretty feminine legs i got some sexy legs <laughs> and this guy ate this shit up he was just i'm a little sick yeah he literally kept sending pictures the tears that were rolling down my face i was laughing so hard i was dying i'm like man this guy really thinks he's talking to you right now you think you're a psychopath uh i don't think i'm a psychopath i just think i'm <laughs> kind of warped because I, I, I look at the, the comical circumstance of life. I, I get it. I'm like, look, we are basically our existence is kind of absurd. The fact there's 8 billion people on the planet. The fact we have these smartphones. The fact that I have the ability to record this podcast. Like, it's fucking crazy. You, you give all this stuff to someone a thousand years ago, they would probably pass out if they saw civilization yeah. today. I mean, this is nuts. So, so you're you sending know. ass pics to this guy on her Tinder? No, on Snapchat. But oh, she okay. met the guy on Tinder. He kept sending dick pics back or like videos or whatever. I wasn't like, you know, watching them or anything. So you weren't <laughs> getting off on it. No, it was mm. it was hilarious to me. And again, the girl was laughing. She thought it was funny as mm. shit. And I was just like taking all these pictures. <laughs> He's like, "Baby, I'm getting close. I'm oh gonna finish." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, Daddy, you're gonna finish for me." <laughs> and of course, I was texting him. I wasn't sending videos. I was just taking pictures. And he's like, yeah, let me see that pussy. God, this oh. is, you know, this is basically it for my political career, by the way, guys. This podcast oh. is going to end it. And I was like, oh, yeah, you want to see that? He's like, yeah. So I'll naturally, I turned around and okay. showed him what's up, you know. Okay. And he found out he was talking to a guy. Rage. He sent like a oh. video. He was like, fuck you, man. Like, what the fuck is this? He was pissed. And then naturally blocked after. I, I'll never forget that night because I was laughing so hard. That dude is going to find this podcast now. <laughs> I hope he does. That'd be fucking great. You know what I mean? Men are fucking... Do- well, I guess maybe not, that is not finding that. The tears of joy like hmm. streaming down my face because of the circumstance of... Is this man going to go in public and do that? No, he's not. Again, I get there's some exhibitionists and shit, but generally speaking, the comedy of the whole thing is that you put everyone online and you hack right into that reptilian brain. You hack into that primitive nature of whoever that person is. And obviously, we all know how men think. We've talked about it a lot on here. You think the <clears throat> humiliation for that guy is what was really hilarious to you? Uh, I, no, it's the circumstance. The fact that she would have never met this man in real life, and mm-hmm. this man is getting off on the pursuit of this 19-year-old that mm-hmm. I was sleeping with at mm-hmm. the time. It was more of the hilarity of how we met. Of why was she sleeping with me versus the other guys? What was this doing to her brain? What was this doing to this guy's brain? Mm. To my brain? I mean, that's fucking... It's an amplifier. So it amplifies. Like, I'm... You know, I find myself funny. I think I'm a comedian. 
And to me, it was just comical. So that's my natural kind of state is kind of a very easygoing comical guy. So to me, that was absolutely fucking hilarious because <laughs> it was fucking with someone that, again, you know, he doesn't... <laughs> This whole circumstance should never have happened. If it wasn't for smartphones, if it wasn't for Tinder, if it wasn't for Snapchat, this whole situation would have never happened. It could never have taken place. My brain is in a whole other place than my brain is right now. The only thing I'm thinking about this entire time is I wonder if we can somehow find out if somebody is a sociopath or a psychopath by what they find humorous. Oh, that's that's real. Because I think... In in this aspect, what I could see people thinking is funny mm-hmm. is the humility it's bringing this guy to be like, oh, he's masturbating to a fucking dude's ass and thinks it's a girl. He thinks it's yeah. a girl, and knowing that that guy's like extremely upset, but he's more so embarrassed and humiliated at the fact that he mm-hmm. was doing this and that a man set him up for this. I think for a lot of people, they would find that hilarious, but you think it's more hilarious from a multi-dimensional field of other things for the, the circumstance the circumstance that, of it. yeah the absurd, how you the both met this lady yeah. you're the one smashing her he wants to smash her <laughs> but now you're taking photos of your own body sending it to him <laughs> and he's thinking it's her no and he's masturbating to it <laughs> and you think it's hilarious but not for the aspect of it being humiliating for him i find that very interesting it was purely like yeah i guess the absurdity of the situation how Mm -hmm. comical it was i'm again not condoning that by the way you guys i would never i would never do that today i was out of control in my 20s when you know you give someone like me a smartphone oh man like yeah it makes sense i remember this what was i just doing before that i was trying to make money doing cam work Mm -hmm. so i guess I, I mean, that is probably part of what sparked it for me was, oh, all these guys are jerking off watching me do cam work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and of course, and then you got men on Snapchat, you know, trying to message this girl doing the same thing. It kind of, I think it just carried over as a natural progression of, oh, haha, like, sh- you know, I'm pretty good at reading situations. She didn't want to do it. She was not comfortable. You know, said she was, I could tell wasn't comfortable, put a kibosh on it. We were still hanging out. And so I was like, oh, I was curious. I was really in, I have a very curious mind. So I was like, okay, well, what is Tinder like for a girl? Oh, wow. That's crazy. And how many of these men are you talking to on Snapchat or texting or whatever? And uh, she's like, oh yeah, go through it. I mean, she was super chill. She was like, yeah, go check it out. It's fucking pretty crazy. You know, at that time, I didn't have the insight to be like, damn, like, what is this doing to your brain? It was, to me, a comedic ride because me as a male that was actually fucking and got to fuck with this guy, I was kind of winning, so to speak. I got to reproduce, you know, even what hooking up is, is still your brain thinking you're reproducing. You know, it's, of course, this is an absurd meat suit. Life is just an absurd thing in general. So why wouldn't I just fuck around and have fun? You found out. Well, yeah, when fuck around, you find that out. That's definitely true. But, you know, that was this is pre-kid, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget. I mean, that's, you know, my brain really dove into this stuff and was very curious about what was happening because this is bad. I know, and I, I, I do feel bad. I would never, by the way, again, I'd never do this today. That little giggle says otherwise. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's, it's funny, the circumstance. It's also atrocious in that, of course, of what's happened. Well, we've already talked about the hyperorganous nature of women, I'll, Small percentage of men are fucking most of the women. What were you going to say? 
Did you find two girls in one cup to be hilarious? I feel like that's your humor now. No, I honestly <laughs> I thought that was fucking gross. So I was like, yeah, it's well, gross. everyone, everybody should. Yeah, I, I was like, eh. I, you know, I remember when that was popular. It was mm-hmm. like high school for me, probably. And I was like, yeah, eh. it was middle school for me. Yeah, I was like, eh. that shit was wild. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it I didn't laugh at that. That's actually funny. You, you talk about that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh. I didn't really laugh at that. I was like, mm-hmm. like yuck. So you didn't think but, about the fact that there's people out there that are getting off to that and that didn't make you laugh? Uh, nah. Hmm. No, I didn't really think of it that way because it, it was such a mainstream thing. You know, it was like, oh, so many people were watching it and it was, I mean, fuck, you were watching it out, you know, in totally different state. I was watching it globally. It, it was one of the first, I would say, like sexual viral clips, if mm. not the first one oh, God. from the internet because it I, was fucking I, crazy i couldn't eat chocolate ice cream for a long time after that that was fucking nasty that really fucking <laughs> it might be the reason why i don't like chocolate ice cream today but you know so why why wouldn't my mind go here i mean again my school was paid for you know i so i had this huge leg up going in where you know i understand i understood how business works i understood oh low interest rate environment i'll borrow money i mean work my ass off i worked made money borrowed money to make money Blah, blah, blah. The system is pretty simple. So I was like, okay, I got that. That's fine. And I got, I had my friends, so I was having fun. So it, my brain, I think, because I had the security, and of course, my parents were in great health. They were together, a uh, very tight-knit family. My brain naturally went to <laughs> bizarre places, I think. I mean, fuck, trying to, not only fans, chatterbait. Like, I didn't need to do it. It was just, yeah, I can make extra money, but it was more the novelty of it, I would say. I would say it was much more the novelty than the actual making money. I was like, I wonder if I get more dopamine from this. I wonder if I could hit a lever. And then, you know, fucking with that guy on Snapchat, that was just like fucking comedic to me. I was just like, man, like, how absurd is this? This guy thinks he's jerking off to a girl he's never met. And it's like, it's not like I didn't do that. Like I, you know, texted or sexted girls via Snapchat back in the day. Sure. When that stuff came out, which is why I don't have that stuff anymore. But, um, you know, I realized I was very common or I guess that's the beginning of it being very common. But I, again, I thought I found the whole thing very absurd. I don't know. And again, I've, I did this continuously. Mm-hmm. Or something like it. You remember? Our, so this is when I got really curious about girls' tinders. So a lot of the girls at the Fort Collins Club had tinders. And I would start like looking at them because I was like, huh, this is fucking crazy. Like this is what they're competing against. Like this is what I'm competing against. A lot of men. It's like, fuck, it's like cutthroat out here, you know? So because for me, I used it as a way to hook up to see how thirsty and desperate men were. It was that was another very comical thing just to see the sexual messages to... I remember I... It's God, very I, interesting. Yeah. I was you know, messaging a guy from a girl. You know, she was probably 22, about my age, 22, 23. Um, worked at the front desk. I don't even remember how the conversation went, but I remember he lived in Colorado Springs. And I was like, oh, yeah, man. Like, you know, I'll come up and just smash me out, you know? He was like, okay, I'll drive up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, because I didn't think this guy would actually do it. And, like, I, and I was... I literally said... Did I, did I black out for a second? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? I just... Told a guy to come smash me out. What? What? From a girl's Tinder. I was using oh, her Tinder. Oh, okay. For a second, I thought you like... I was using my own Tinder? Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, I wish. Fuck. I mean, that would be fucking awesome. I definitely blacked out for a second. I yeah. was like, all I heard oh, was, shit. come smash me out. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Yeah. All right, go on. Sorry. That would have been Grinder. Yeah, I know. I've never uh, downloaded Grinder. But on Tinder, you can Even still just out of curiosity, I haven't downloaded Grinder. Did you? No, I've never done it. But I've heard I'd be a hit. Like, if you're... 
more of the aggressive, assertive, like an assertive male no. in the gay community. You're, no, you're, really. you're more popular. Yeah. So they like that. You don't that. say. <laughs> a man doesn't know what another man wants. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, I get it. So I'm like, all right, this motherfucker. I'm like, yeah, drive up to Fort Collins. He's like, what's your address? And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, here here it is. You know, Google Maps, like the police station. I literally gave him the police station address. And he fucking, he drove up. He drove up from the Springs. And I remember it was, we we're working late night. I was managing and bartending. And she's like, hey, he's messaging. He's like in Fort Collins right now. I'm like, who? And I was like, oh, that guy messaged. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, let me see. And I was like, oh, man, this motherfucker really drove up here right now. He's like, well, it's not the police station. It's the apartments across the street. That's where I'm at right now. And I'm like, holy shit. Oh, man. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Like, that yeah. Poor guy. I was like, yeah, it's, you know. And, of course, he was already here, so I just, I'm bad. I did keep it going. I was like, oh, yeah, it's apartment, like, 1342A. And he's like, oh, that number doesn't exist. And I'm like, oh, like, sorry, daddy. Like, I don't know. I'm getting confused. I'm so flustered waiting for you. I was saying some ridiculous <laughs> stuff. Those are the two times. Those are the two times. I have not done that oh since. Oh, my gosh. Because, you know, it really showed of, like, how crazy fucking people are. Yeah, I mean, on both ends. His end and on yours. Not, fuck, I'm normal. This is the epitome no, of motherfucker. normal. No, <laughs> motherfucker. That's crazy as shit. I can't believe he drove up. I gave him the police no, address. 100%. It shows you. No, 100%. Yeah. It is crazy on his end, the fact that he drove up here. From the Springs. From Colorado Springs at yeah. like 8 at night on yeah. a Tuesday no, or something. No, that's fucking crazy. But it's just well, as crazy to me, the fact that you would fuck with this guy like that. And then the fact that he came up here and you kept it going. <laughs> he was already here. Again, well, another time, I, I, I was crying laughing at the absurdity of it. I know, I know. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be finding it so humorous, but it was very funny to me the fact that he was here it's like i literally gave him the pl- i was like all right he's gonna mm-hmm. look up it's the police address like it's literally Fort collins police station that's the address and he knew that and he's like well i figured it wasn't that it must have been the apartments across the street well it just goes to show how desperate yeah. he was then well that's that's actually if we're gonna go to the seriousness of what we're talking about now that's and again this is the beginning of tinder oh, this is the seriousness <laughs> well no that's that is the be- this is the beginning this is before it really took off so this is maybe a year or two into it you know, I would say most people were still meeting each other. In How person. old was this guy? Oh, I don't know. He's probably in fucking mid twenties, maybe early thirties. It's always hard to say. But again, most of the people it was right around our age, early twenties, mid twenties. It's unfortunate. I wonder if that guy has trust issues now. I don't think so. I honestly don't. I think everybody really. has trust issues now. Well, that's okay. That is true. Yeah. So again, I, I think that's so normal now. I mean, so mm-hmm. I never told you this about the. Uh, that hinge girl i've hooked up with since i've been single Mm -hmm. she told me i was like shit like what what have you been up to i was like just break it down raw and honest just tell me i was like man these men men must be so thirsty now it must be totally unreal i mean in terms of i was like i'm sure you have so many men like trying to pursue you she's like yeah and she told me a story of a time where I don't think she slept with three guys in a night, but essentially she had like three guys coming to her at the same time. Like went on a date with one, like hooked up with him, wasn't good or he was weird or I don't I don't fucking remember what she said. And then another guy was like driving up from Denver at the same time as like another guy was trying to get there. Mm-hmm. And she was literally messaging them all trying to find like essentially the best dick it sounded like. 
And I was like, holy shit. Like, I mean, a guy literally sees like, oh yeah, this guy, he like canceled. So like she told the guy in Denver, this guy canceled up here, told the guy in the Denver to come up. He can't, he comes running up. This mm-hmm. guy, oh, I got free time, hits. Mm-hmm. He leaves, guy from Denver comes up, hits too. That's right. It's, that's crazy, man. That's, that's what's that's what's happening online. That's absurd. But she she made it sound so normal. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. like that's just a, a Saturday night. Yeah, it's actually insane. People should be fearful. Ah, uh, yeah, that's of, why we're talking about this stuff about what's happening. Yeah, I mean that's actually insane. Yeah, I <laughs> did you know it was that crazy? Or? I mean, come on, you well, know, I, you know yeah, how men I definitely, think and you definitely know. understand it. Uh, the the question is that we we ask why are the men so desperate, or we say, oh, there's so many desperate men out there. But on the flip side of that, I feel like the woman is just as desperate if she's doing. That. <laughs> am, am I right no, or no. am I wrong? It's it's both it's both parties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's blame on just one end. I think we have to stop mm-hmm. saying that because. Clearly, if a guy is willing to come up from Colorado Springs, which is, what, three hours, at 8 o'clock at night to get some punani, knowing the address that you sent is the fucking police station. And I was being absurd. I was being like, my pussy's so wet for you. Yeah. I was saying some just stupid shit that a girl would never, ever say to a man. That's desperate, for sure. Uh But if a woman has one guy lined up, smashes, lets him smash, then she has another guy coming over. Let's him smash. That's to me. That's just as desperate. Mm-hmm. You're, you're no better than the guy who drove three hours. No, it's not better or worse. It's attention. You're again what we talk about here all the time. You're literally put everyone's competing mating strategies online. You took basically this. It's the same system that controls us to eat food. And look at how obese most Americans are. People will saturate themselves. Mm-hmm. They've shown this in lab rats. They literally study lab rats for this reason. It's kind of, of um, it's something we've already proven. I mean, we already know we'll, we'll satiate ourselves. So instead of you see obese Americans or people in Western civilization, you see people, I mean, I'm one of them. I'm not one of the obese ones. I'm one of the ones addicted to fucking women, to mm-hmm. sex, you know? So, okay, you can't be satiated with it. As a male, you really can't be. I've done everything, and I can't be satiated. I, I, it's one of the most heinous things we've probably done for one another, all jokes aside. I know that was just, what, 30 minutes of me, ha, 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 funny, Eric's, yeah, a, 20, Eric's a comedian. 29 minutes. 29 minutes yeah. of Eric's a comedian mm-hmm. to you really break it down. You're like, wow, like, is that really funny? No. It's not funny at all. Actually, it's fucking insane. Yes. You know? <laughs> if I was a psychologist and I was your counselor right now, I would definitely have Well, told not you, me. I'm fucking normal. You're insane. I'm fucking, I'm the baseline of fucking humanity uh, right here. Nah. This is raw human. Stripped yeah, down to the yeah. base. You had a little bit too much rawness <laughs> in your life. Were you saying I got kids out there or something? You probably oh. Have. I do More than kid. just that one. No, it's just nah, I don't say no, motherfucker. <laughs> With the body count you have, the possibility is fucking ridiculous. That is fair. And again, I, you know, obviously, I'm not the only man that has a has a kid out there that they didn't know about. Oh, it, no, 
course not. Yeah, it's not something I'm condoning. It's something that I'm sad about all the time. Something that I get angry, I get sad, I get frustrated. I am in- welcome to human emotions. Oh. Nice to have you. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was an alien the whole time. <laughs> I feel like in this world, we find things to occupy us that we get addicted over. These days, yours was sex. Some people's it's food, which is why we have obesity. A good portion of people now it's work, and then there's video games. You could even say social media scrolling, social posting. media. I mean, somebody's always distracting themselves with something to become addicted to. And the question is, what are we running from? What are those people running from when it comes to this? Because you're not keeping yourself distracted just because you enjoy it. You're you're doing something because you're you deep down subconsciously you're hiding from something. You're trying to get away from something. What is that? What what is that? Right? I mean, there's people who are out there playing video games fucking 50 hours a week full-time job what are they running from they're probably running from the fact that they have severe insecurities maybe their appearance which is why they don't go out very often maybe they have no confidence within themselves which is another reason why they don't go out and they'd rather just sit behind a screen playing video games what were you running from i mean what in your head are you running from you became addicted to sex and you use it to cope with many things what are you running from what are in all in all, we all have certain addictions, but our addictions happen because we at first tried to run from something within our own selves. We try to hide from ourselves sometimes, and the fact of the matter is you can't hide from yourself. So what is it that we are running from within ourselves? Ooh. Well, I, I, I like that. I like what you just said because... I do believe that's true. It is, it, it's a combination of multi, it's a multifaceted thing. Running from, you know, for myself personally, you know, I thought, you know, I had a lot of nannies and people watched me growing up. Both my parents worked full time and I have talked to therapists about it, you know, cause it's something I knew I needed to get a, a handle on. They said a lot of times when you're hypersexual like me, it's uh, because of sexual trauma from the past possible. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to say, and I think I know I've talked about that, but I would, I would actually attribute it if I'm if I really dive down deep, it stems from again more of how I grew up. It's you know I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh fuck me, like well I don't really look like an Asian person, but not well I look Asian I guess, but not not white. I'm like white and Asian. You know the awareness was very quick, but mm-hmm. I literally grew up with all white people. It was a hundred percent Vanilla Valley white people around me. And it was much more of a self-conscious thing. For me, it was just like, man, I'm a freak. Like, my parents made a freak, essentially. So I'm just like, and I never dealt with that. I use, I would say I use humor to cope with it. If you didn't, if you don't like who you see in the mirror, this is exactly what you were talking about, which is, I think, a lot of people now. Mm-hmm. We So I grew up very, con, you know, in a very convenient time in human history with a lot of, you know, I had a roof over my head. I had food in my stomach. So I dwelt on, well, what's the next thing you dwell on when you're not out hunting, gathering, or living in a hard time? You're going to dwell on, well, what the, who the fuck am I? Especially if you're biracial and growing up in an all-white community. Mm-hmm. That is probably the real reason. I don't think I was molested. I think it was simply that. I think a good question for us to ask ourselves is who who are we? I don't think enough people ask that question. I think it's a question I'm going to start asking people more often. And I can ask you right now, who are you? I'm Eric. The guy sitting in, 
sitting across from you, talking in the mic, sharing some crazy stories, talking about, I've never been so honest in my life talking and on this, knowing that a lot of people are listening. Someone that, you know, I'm incredibly smart. I understand, you know, how our reward circuitry works. I understand why people are addicted to whatever. I mean, whether it could be making money, it could be video games, it could be porn, it could be sex. We live in a very convenient time. We want that reward circuitry constantly mm-hmm. tripped. Everyone's a victim of it. My dad, I mean, again, he could have retired years ago. When is enough? He was addicted to making money. He was like, oh, I need to gather more resources for my family, more resources, more resources. It's like, you've done, you, you don't need to divorce any more people. Like, you've done it. And obviously, it took cancer this year for him to stop. Mm-hmm. If you never got cancer, he'd be working still. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say that because I asked you who you are mm-hmm. and you still didn't really give me an answer. It's, I think what it is, it's the fact that most of us don't know who we are. And it's hard for us to actually answer that question because we never ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. And most people don't go around asking that. You told me you're you're Eric and mm-hmm. you're sitting across from me and we're having this conversation right now. But then you went into your father and how other people are trying to distract themselves. Well, just that I'm... No, I, I understand myself. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. I'm just someone that's like, oh, I want to hit my reward circuit. I'm, yeah. I'm a man that is very smart that understands how the brain works, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to hit the reward circuitry. Because mm-hmm. if this is really just an absurd illusion of mm-hmm. synapses in my head, why wouldn't I just hit the levers, that the most fun levers, tap, 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 tap the brain, and just have fun? I mean, have you ever, have you ever thought about that, though? Like, who you are? Is that a thought that ever has really gone through your head, and you've sat down and you've thought about it? Because I feel there's okay. you're a different person at a lot of stages in your life, and we're mm-hmm. all trying to get to some type of image that we have for ourselves. But a good portion of the time, we don't even know who we are now in this very moment, and we don't even really know who we want to be in the future. Who are we trying to get to? What version of Eric are you trying to get to? What version of Devante am I trying to get to? Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to do it is to ask ourselves, who are we right now? Because mm-hmm. who you are right now is a completely different person than who, who you were last year. Correct. But who you are right now is very active right here, right now. So it's a question <laughs> that you should definitely be asking yourself. I think everyone should ask themselves. I've not. Because you're bringing awareness to mm-hmm. it. And that helps you dictate your actions that will ultimately determine the outcome of your future mm-hmm. self. So I would ask you, okay, we'll turn the question on yourself. Who is who is Devante? You know, I, I think I gave a fairly decent description. I don't know of myself, but continue. Who is Devante? Yeah, I'm. <laughs> it's definitely something I've had to ask myself because I I had to think about. It. I was like, man, who who am I? I am the man that I wish I had growing up. That's who I am. I that's so interesting to me. Yeah, uh, uh, that's of you know how we're very different mm. people i mean you i mean your goal is to have a family you want to be i would argue like my father you know i mean a different version of him right. for sure but i mean someone that literally can provide for his family mm. be able to pay for sports trips take him to do things but also teach him the value of a dollar mm-hmm. be able to give him opportunities to make them a functioning member of society and a decent person in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are, that is, I would, is that your, is that not, that's, I mean, want to that's <laughs> pretty much everything right there. Mm-hmm. I want to provide for my family. I want to protect my family. I want to give 
my children opportunities. I want to give them proper love and emotions so they never feel as if they're not good enough. They need to feel how loved they are and they need to be comfortable with expressing their own feelings in a, a healthy way, communicating, not screaming, not yelling, not arguing. They need to know that the emotions that they're having are regular emotions and we all go through them and how to actually deal with your emotions. That's something most people aren't taught these days is how to actually deal with them. Can't speak for all parents, but a lot of parents are just like, oh, go rub some dirt on it, blah, blah, fucking blah. I want you to express your emotions and I want my kids to do that. My wife is going to know how much she is loved, how much our family loves her and the, the work that she's putting in to make our house a home and to give us all this love and nurture in the house, in the home that she has made it. And it's something that that's who I am right now. I know what I am going to be able to do for my family. If I was to have a family right now, I know exactly who I would, who I am for them. You want stability. Stability. And Absolutely. What, what what did I want? I would say pre I would pre meeting you. In in I mean the guy that mm-hmm. came with a nasty motherfucker that mm-hmm. came up on the counter. Instability. Mm-hmm. I grew up with stability. I saw I questioned stability. I was like, huh, really everyone's supposed to live in a cookie cutter house and you know, have the two point five kids and the white picket fence and you know, nice cars and all or whatever. And you go to the school and then your kids come home and you, you know, go to work and you work your ass off and you make money just so you can spend it and, you know, basically roll the boulder up the hill for it to roll back down. I mean, that's what I saw as a kid Mm. knowing that it's like, man, it's even if you do stay together, like my parents, it's like, man, it's hard. Or if you're like my neighbors that, you know, the guy just drove away one day, just literally got in his car, drove away. Um, then my other neighbor had a bunch of Ferraris, you know? I mean, it was like, okay. Like, it was just absurd to me. I was like, man, like, and the more I learned about how we evolved and, you know, how humans used to behave and everything else, I'm like, man, this is definitely, this is not a natural state for people to be in. Stable, stable state. But I'm like, what's fun is stability. I mean, I think the older I got, I really was like, man, what what fun is instability? Like, fuck. And honestly, the another issue I found in stability the two one man one woman two kids issue or relationships in general especially you know through high school college definitely post-college is I'm like man people are shittier to one another in relationships than they are when they're just single or they're just friends Mm -hmm. not necessarily shittier they're they tend to be more dishonest and of course hide a lot of shit you hide shit because you're trying to peacock you're trying Mm -hmm. to impress the opposite gender we'll just say for the average heterosexual people you're essentially looking at someone being like all right i gotta please this person so i could be with them and then we build this life together knowing that it's like man i know people that have cheated i know people that cheat and lie continuously Mm -hmm. you know obviously you don't hear that and be like oh that's something that I want, you know, it's like, of course, the instability made more sense. You know, I, I would, I've gone much, I've gone back to my natural, my biological state. Lots of women live in my cave, make money. I'm going to gather resources, which is money in our society. And, you know, I was like, man, I, I really was like doing it right. I'll never, man, when I turned 30, man, shit, that was that year. I was like, you know, I, I just was like, man, I got it all figured out. I got a sweet life. You know, I can basically work when I want, make money, go travel, go have fun, 
I was traveling all over. I'd get on, pop on Tinder from time to time, meet girls, have sex. You know, it was great. It leads you to a life of, I don't know if despair is the right word. Hedonism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just not going to be fulfilled. That is definitely true. <laughs> you're not going to be fulfilled. A lot of people do, and I know and, I am, I'm not alone. We think, I, I'll speak from a man's perspective, we think that the more women we have, the more fun and more fulfillment we're going to have. And it's just not the case. You can have as much money as you want. But at the end of the day, if you are alone, you're lonely. You have the most money, cars, pussy, whatever. But I mean, it means nothing. <laughs> to have something, to have somebody there that you that you actually care about and that they care about you, you guys like support each other, There's no, there's no greater feeling in the world. There's no way. Because now you know that you have your your partner. Like if you are, if you're having a bad day, instead of going home alone, and you're like sitting there, you're like fuck. You have somebody there who's just gonna pick you up. Because once you have that actual person that genuinely cares about you, they're gonna pick you up. They're not gonna let you sit on the fucking ground and mope. They might let mm-hmm. you have a moment, so you can feel what you need to feel. But they're gonna pick your ass up. Most of these people these days are lonely because they don't have somebody there then to some of them it's their fault because they would have somebody but they might have thrown away and that's men and women right there yeah no i mean i look at everyone in my family you know seven 17 cousins all came from affluent families two are married with kids i'm a third one with the kid obviously not married and um you know, again, first time in human history again we're tying it all back into the social social issues mm-hmm. quote unquote of We've become so individualistic that we, you know, men, we've built such a convenient world. We, we don't need each other. Men and women don't, men, women can get their own resources. Men get their own resources. So it allow, and of course, because of the convenience, you can dive into the reward circuitry. Why people question monogamy, why they question, they're questioning everything is because they have time to sit and think about it. And you got obviously video games, high definition porn and everything else. So the, the issue is we're just being overstimulated. I mean, we're the most overstimulated species on the planet or humans that have ever walked the earth. I mean, our reward circuitry is just constantly being hammered, especially if you're someone like me that has resources. Holy shit. I've, I can turn that spigot like no one, no one's business. Again, not just with sex, with extreme activities, alcohol, fun, you know, just going out. I mean, I I learned, I was like, man, I could really hit it hard. The issue with hitting it very hard is it's a drug. You you hammer your reward circuitry like we've never done in human history. Yeah, you'll get incredible highs. Guess what, everyone? Why are more people on antidepressants than ever before? Why are people living alone on their fucking computers depressed as fuck? Mm-hmm. Because you go high, high, guess what? You go in low, low. And we've never hit these highs, which means we've never gone as low, which is, I know, all of my mental health quote unquote issues is because I've hit the highs too mm-hmm. high. And when you operate in a more narrow bandwidth, you know, what's obviously don't watch porn now and other things like that. Um, never go back on an online dating site. You know, I'm not being stimulated constantly. I am. That's not true, but <laughs> not with, not with like super hard hitting rewards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I'm still a sexually driven human being and how I'm navigating that, it, it has been up and down. I'm still trying to figure that out for it's myself. It's very hard to be conscious sometimes. Absolutely. It's very hard to be conscious. But 
no, and again, I'm substituting. I'm like, you, you came in today and I was watching, you know, finance news. It's interesting what's going on in the markets right now. But so, I mean, I get that's just another form of stimulation, mm-hmm. but I'm not like black. I'm not like hitting the hub. Maybe old Eric would have done that. Just like, oh, I bet I could get this nut off before Devante comes over. I used you to know. be that way. You do that? I used to be that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, nasty fuck. I would, <laughs> you nasty I, I'd know somebody was coming over and I would be like, oh. you know, I got, I feel like I've done I got about that. five minutes <laughs> approximately. That's enough how, time. How quickly can I get this bitch off? <laughs> no, definitely but, been there. But you feel it too because you don't watch porn like at all anymore, do you? Very. I have like no desire to watch it. Because you under, I mean, you used to consume it heavily, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You, you even feel, a couple, even yeah. a couple months ago, it was getting pretty heavy for a minute. Do you feel better now without oh, it? Substantially. No, because you're not going to the peaks. It's yeah. an incredible peak driver, and obviously, I mean, I'm, they're the top websites visited in the world for a reason. Mm-hmm. You can't. I mean, it's the equivalent of doing hard drugs. They've showed that now. Oh yeah. So I just don't have, I don't really have the time to deal with some things. Like I don't care to watch porn. I don't care to talk to any girls right now. I'm just working all the time. There's like girls that will hit me up sometimes. I'm just like, don't, like I'll text back. But I'm just like, eh. I don't really care. But mm-hmm. younger Devante would definitely be like. Worried about what, like girls or oh, what they yeah. were thinking. or Oh yeah, I don't them, no. give a flying fuck. That's right now. good. And again, I, I do believe, well, you're a smart guy. You're adapting, you know, again, there's been, this has been talked on on multiple other podcasts to the new sexual marketplace, which is literally cutthroat. I mean, it is obviously we're talking about guys fucking driving from Colorado Springs, driving from yeah. Denver. Desperation un, beyond belief, the hypergamous nature of human beings, obviously specific women dating across and up hierarchy dominances. So it's changed the game to where as a man today, in order to get a girl, I mean, to really get a girl that will love you. It doesn't mean you Mm got to be some rich motherfucker, but you have to be a very stable person. You have to show you're a man. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't care what all these movements or what's going on. It's, men want or women want men and i would argue men we want women we want Mm -hmm. we want women we don't want to fuck men we want to fuck women and women want to fuck men so we should probably be men and be women and it's okay i mean i think people absolutely should pursue careers interest everything we are all equal human beings are absolutely equal but how men and women perceive the world is so different and sex is so different for Mm -hmm. us we really need each other. And, and we're talking from a heterosexual standpoint here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're just taking aggregate, the average heterosexual mm-hmm. man or woman, you know, obviously, if you're, you know, be, 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 be you. Well, you know, the thing that we have to do, I think as men, we have to be, we have to act like the man that we want to be. So whenever we get there, that's who we are. Correct. Mm-mm. And we have to stop chasing and we have to attract so I don't personally I don't chase any any woman at all. You don't use like the apps or anything anymore. No, you don't even know. Mm-mm. See, I haven't been on <laughs> I haven't been on an app in so long, which is good. I feel really good. I feel like I'm I'm more successful without an app anyway. Well, because you're you're using that time to create and and better your own life. Well, there's that, out. and then like I 
how I've met any woman has always been in person. Like any of the girls that like I communicate with now, I've met them all in person. Mm-hmm. Not one person that I've met online. I've met one person online. We went on a date. There's a whole podcast on that. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not chasing anything. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to attract something similar to me. The thing that that's going to fit me. So this will be good for the listeners. What do you want to attract? What as you as a very heterosexual man. I know that. I tried to seduce you before. He just he won't take That's the bait. Happened. I'm sorry, brother. He won't take the bait, everyone. It's so sad. I'm trying, which means also that means I got to be gay. To, it's it's uh, forcing atrocious. <laughs> just two men trying to be gay over here. What type of woman would you want to attra- would you want to attract? And be honest, be dead yeah. ass honest with these listeners. <laughs> I want someone who's going to bring me peace. I think any man. I think any person in general can say that they want a, a woman or a man that's going to bring them peace. I, I, I want somebody who is able to have communication. You have to be able to talk about what's going on. If I did something wrong, pull me aside. Be like, hey, there's this thing that you did today. I didn't really like it. I just want to have open communication about this and tell you how I'm feeling. And now we can have a conversation. I don't want no fucking argument about something that's irrelevant to our relationship. We need to have open communication, complete honesty. I want someone who is a friend of mine. I don't think we should do this thing where I'm I'm into you and then we immediately jump into a relationship. I want to get to know you so I know what the fuck I'm dealing with. I've done it before where I've just jumped into a fucking relationship just because I was infatuated. Not doing that shit no more. Okay, fuck that. That's awful. That's hell on earth. We have to be friends because at some point in time, our looks are going to go away. The one thing that's going to stay is our personalities and who we who we are for each other at a core. Uh, somebody who is supportive. Somebody I can rely on. Vice versa, I want to support my woman, someone who's going to be a very good mother. I'm not looking right now. I'm not looking to date anybody, but if there's no. someone who comes along <laughs> and who fits me well, I'm looking for the long haul. I'm not trying to mess around with none of these little girls. I want a fucking woman. All right? She has to. She has to be working. I don't give a fuck really what she's doing, but she has to be working. She has to have her own goals in life. She has to be motivated. To reach those goals. If she doesn't reach them, she doesn't reach them. But if I'm there, we're going to reach those fucking goals. It's going to happen. We have to be able to to take each other to the next level. I want someone who inspires me, who makes me think differently than what I'm thinking. Now, I want, I want questions brought to me. I don't want to have just surface level fucking conversations. I have enough of those in a day. I want to be mentally stimulated by somebody. Someone who's also not afraid to be goofy. Like, I need, like, fun. I think we all need fun. We don't need to be serious all the time. We need to be completely comfortable with each other. I want I want 100% of who you are. If you feel like you have to hold back anything, even if it sounds like it's going to be rude to most people, it's not going to be rude to me. So, if, honesty. Like honesty. real honesty. I'm, I'm serious. Uh, like, obviously, you don't want to say it as, like, in a dickish tone. But if I'm doing something, if I'm if we're out somewhere and I I was like an asshole to somebody 
Or if I'm doing something that looks kind of ridiculous, be like, hey, you need to get your shit together. You look like an asshole right now. Like, I need the honesty. Or if I'm, like, sitting down and I'm pouting about something, I need you to come up and tell me. Like, I, I don't want someone who's going to come up and just pat me on my back all the time. Oh, it's okay to be down right now. No, I want someone who's going to fucking push me to the next level, to my next heights. The fuck do I want? If I want someone to fucking tell me it's okay all the time, I'll just fucking talk to some random person on the street who knows nothing about me, who doesn't really care about me. And they're going to tell me the things that I want to hear. I want someone who's going to tell me the things I need to hear, not what I want to hear. I'm Fuck all that shit. I'm trying to become a better person in my life. I need someone to take me to help assist me get to that level. And I, I truly believe that it's a, the right woman will do that for you. She will motivate you more than anything else out there. And she will inspire you. And I'm going to be dead ass honest with you. If I'm looking at a woman and I don't feel anything when I look at her, that's not my person. And that's somebody else's person. And I need to let them go. Why would I hold on to somebody else's soulmate? Man, that's... Oh man, that was very well said, man. That was very lot. touching. That I mean, it was very touching. It was very real. That was, very, I mean, not only was that well said, but it was very honest and just like from the heart. That was nice. That was really actually nice to hear. I was like, man, this is this is good shit. Fuck. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about fucking showing my ass on Snapchat, and this guy's talking about basically what he's looking for in an intimate relationship. But it all goes back to <laughs> how we grew up. Everything stems yeah, yeah, from yeah, how yeah. we fucking grew up. But it's it's funny because everything you said. I agree with 100% mm-hmm. everything you just said. Because I know it's important for me, too. I'm not fucking mm-hmm. stupid. Well, of course, I, I don't need to be pillaging and plundering. It doesn't help me. It doesn't help society. It doesn't. It really doesn't help anything. And it definitely doesn't add any value to my life. Everything you just said would add value to my life as two just average heterosexual men. That's all we are. That's all most guys are out there. And, again... More people are single and alone than ever. More antidepressants, more drinking than ever. That's that's the society we want. We're getting it right now. You know, for me, obviously, honesty, like you were just talking about, is everything. I mean, I go balls to the wall, obviously, honesty, where I don't know. Like, I, I know I want an intimate partner. I know I'm insane. I know, I you know, obviously, as I've talked about on here before, willing to be monogamous, understand from the female's perspective it, they just take a much harder hit for sex they if they really like you if you're offering a girl a relationship and you check a lot of boxes that girl will fall in love with you and love for a girl when they really respect a man is very powerful mm-hmm. so why as a man if you're listening to this why you need to check boxes because you you need to be able to provision protect provide hit all of those natural um, you know, incl- I mean, just our, our natural state. That's what men need to be doing. And of course, men are not doing that now, which is a problem. If only a small percentage of men are doing it, why we're getting the polygamous society mm-hmm. we have. More, you know, a lot of the issues it needs to, it needs to be both ways where it's women need to understand the, the plight of men, so to speak, how we view the world, which I obviously have no problem talking about. And obviously your boundaries and who you are as an individual, you work around that. And I, as I talk to any girl, like, I don't know in the future, I am open to any dialogue. I cannot stand dishonesty though. You feel Mm -hmm. something, just tell me if I feel a certain way, if I feel like whatever, I will tell you. And it's going to be hard to hear. I I would tell that to girls now. Um, 
Again, I get that's not every girl's cup of tea. Girls are like, oh, hell no. Like, I no, like, I, I won't have those conversations. Or I don't, I'm not going to think like that. Mm-hmm. It's totally cool. Mm-hmm. I totally respect that. Not the girl for me, mm-hmm. like you just said. And of course, your boundaries, who you are as Devante and what your goals are in the future are going to set your own boundaries and everything in your relationship. But I would imagine you want full honesty from, from mm-hmm. your woman as much as you want from yourself and to her. So 100%. I mean, you can't you can't have a relationship without full honesty. Those things are, <laughs> things are gonna hurt, man. You know what? What was this quote? <laughs> what was this quote that I heard? I think it was by Bob Marley, and many people know this quote. What they what did he say? He said, "If she's worth it, it won't be easy. If she's easy, she's not worth it. If you give up, you're not worth it." And that there's Everybody in this world is going to hurt you. It's just finding the ones worth hurting for. So if you're going to be honest with me and tell me things that might hurt me, that's that's okay because I know that you fucking care. There's going to be tons of people around you that are just going to lie to you and tell you bullshit. Those people don't give a fuck about you. The ones who are going to look you dead in your face and tell you the truth, even though it may hurt, those people fucking care about you and you keep those people around. And that's what I'm trying to surround myself with are people who are going to look me in the face and just be dead ass honest with me. And they're not, and it's not that they're trying to be a fucking asshole. It's the fact that they care about you, that they don't want to see you go down some stupid fucking path. So they're just going to tell you straight up like, Hey, like you got to stop. Like you're doing this right now. And you, you look like a fucking idiot. You look like a fool. You have to stop. That's all that's I just want people around me who are going to be completely honest with me, no matter how much it'll hurt. Don't give a fuck, because in the end, I know that you care enough to be that honest with me. And that in that way, I know you're going to fucking help me level up. And I hope I'm doing the same thing for my friends and people are going. Some people will hear me talk to some of my friends and they're like, you're kind of an asshole. Well, one, my friends come in. I'm like, what's up, you stupid fucking bitch. But <laughs> but. Some people will hear me say things to these people. And they're like, man, Devontae's kind of an asshole. It's like, no, no, no. You're the asshole because you didn't tell your friend the truth. I will sound like an asshole all fucking day as long as I'm telling the truth to my friend and he's, he or she is getting their shit together. I don't, I don't give a fuck what an outside source thinks as long as my friends know I'm doing this for the betterment of them. I don't give a fuck about outside source at all, actually. Like, not one bit. You can say I'm arrogant, loud, asshole. That's your lens of me, and that's okay. But you guys should have more friends like me. And that's just how that's how I feel, because I know I'm a good friend. So I shouldn't be posting my ass on Snapchat for <laughs> men to jerk off to? <laughs> no, motherfucker, you shouldn't have been doing that. That was fucked up. That was actually <laughs> fucked up. First time, first time you told me that, I think I told you that was fucked up. <laughs> I think you did say that was fucked up, and I agree. It is fucked up. I still laugh about it, but it's fucked up. Well, I mean, what do you, you can't take it back now, so what do you got to do about it? I guess well, it's, yeah, I mean, you have to laugh about it, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, even, I mean, again, that that's such a small thing compared to, you know, having a kid with someone you don't even know at the bar, you know, fucking drunken hookup, obviously not even technology related. But well, dude, um, it fucking happened, so. Well, yeah, but, you know, either, I mean, it all goes, it all ties itself together hand in hand of, like okay you're all smashing mm-hmm. levers mm-hmm. 
there's consequences to smashing levers, mm. obviously. But there's also your life right now. I think there's so many people that feel like, man, this is it. This is like my life's over. I, I, I can see it. I can talk to people. I feel like they might put on a front, but it's like they're at the end of the rope, man. Mm. We, we work, we're with these people. Like we see it every day. You see it. And again, it's a combination. It's different for everyone, but you just feel like they're at the end of the rope because of the endless choice, because of the novelty, because of the conveniences of our world. And it's, you know, for anyone out there in all seriousness, I've thought that where it's just like, well, what's the point of all this? Oh my God, I had a kid with someone I don't even know. It's no, it's he's here. He's alive. You're going to take him camping this weekend. You're going to be a good dad, but you're also going to set your own boundaries and also use this as fire to create and be a better human mm-hmm. being. And obviously for me, I love to teach. I, um, I really like find people very interesting and you know, this is where I feel it. I can feel it off people, man. And just, if you're listening to this, it's, it's not hopeless life. Life will go on Do it again. And yeah, like I said, I mean, I've known multiple people that have killed themselves this year. Mm-hmm. It's real. I mean, this shit is real, man. So how often, how often do you think about the fact that you, you had a child with somebody you don't know from a one night stand? How does that make you feel? And why do you think you think about it so much if you do think about it a lot as far as like the past? Mm, it comes in waves. Mm-hmm. I honestly forget even exists a lot of times because he hasn't been in my life. And then there's other times I think about him and I think I look in his face and just be like, man, I I, I didn't mean to do this, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I, you know, it was... um it's it's like anger it's mm-hmm. anger that you know it's like this shouldn't have happened this why not why me it's more of like man like it's 20 it's the 21st century like no one you, you don't have a kid with someone you don't know like you just you, mm-hmm. you make that not happen like there's birth there's all kinds of things you know and um then the flip side of flipping it to okay no i mean this is this is real and also this should be fire for you of the consequences mm-hmm. to sex now again i i think my story should be for men and women where you th- you all girls think your birth control is bulletproof remember this girl is on birth control you think it's bulletproof wait till you get pregnant and again i know a lot of girls have gotten pregnant either had the kid or had an abortion and i know it's not easy i know that shit can't be easy being pregnant i get it like i get it that i don't get it i'm a fucking man i don't understand what it's like to be a pregnant woman i would imagine it's very hard i would imagine that she probably felt a very strong bond to this kid even though she we weren't together it was still a very strong bond that obviously you know was strong enough for her to keep the child i mean knowing that i'm not gonna be there you know and she didn't tell me i mean i was very combative i get you know i'm sure she just got scared and didn't tell me i don't blame her um, made it very apparent I didn't want kids. You know, I was, you know, hinting at many things, obviously. And, you know, knowing that, I mean, I didn't even know if she really was pregnant on top of if it was really mine, obviously drunken monkey. So, you know, I was like angry, but it was more of like, all right, you got to prove this stuff. And then I never really thought about it till you get a letter in the mail and it all comes back of like, man, 
Because that was the only time a girl's ever come and said that to me. And I think girls are pretty smart about that, where they know who the dad is. They know based on their cycle and timing of things or whatever that it's like, oh, this is probably the dad, mm. even if you're sleeping with multiple men. Yeah, you didn't have to go to Maury. I didn't? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at those pictures. <laughs> no, it is, and it's real. It's, But I'm also okay with, you know, he'll adapt. It's going to make me stronger. It's going to make him stronger. And um, I'm okay with it. I have to be okay with it. Yeah. Because, again. Can't do shit about the past. It's already here. So why think about it? No, again, I, you know, I think. Use it as a it, lesson. Uh, it's a good lesson. But I don't for, think. I mean, for everyone for out For everybody. There. I'm not yeah. just for myself. Remember everyone. Because I know a lot of people love doing what I did. Mm-hmm. It's very common that it's a real thing. Sex is for procreation. Yeah, it can be recreational. And I think we've learned it's very recreational. I know I've learned that. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder, but we have post-nut clarity. But I, I, I'm serious. I, I think if we have sex with the right person, or we're like, I could see them having my kids. This is my person. Like you're madly in love. I don't think you have post-nut clarity. I think I think post-nut clarity is for people that you don't really see having your children you don't really care about that is correct <laughs> I, I do believe that is true because i mean if you if you were looking at a woman that you just had sex with and that was like the love of your life and you're 100 percent okay with her having your children there's no post clarity about that mm. well, and you want to like actually hang out do things mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. cuddle I mean, I'm a pretty mm-hmm. affectionate guy. I'm do it again, know. you know. No, yeah. Well, I want. I mean, with hookups, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, no, that is true. Yeah, and you know, bef- no. <laughs> we just want the. We just want that that quick dopamine, and it's not. Well, it's not worth it, in my opinion. I want the longevity of having that dopamine. I don't want the the quick spurts. No, well, it's just yeah. You're just. I mean. You've never really done it. Like, I've really hacked my reward circuitry. And again, not just with sex, with other things, too, where it's like... They've all been quick, though. Yeah, very, very stimulating. Quick, yeah, sure. But, you know, very... Short-term. Short-term, but highly stimulating. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean... Now, just imagine if you had highly stimulating for the majority of your life. Well... you're, I would say you're sacrificing highly stimulating for stability because, again, you're not going to, you can't duplicate what I did mm-hmm. with just one person. You can mm-hmm. care about one person, but I, I mean, I've done some crazy shit. Yeah. I think it, there's yeah. other, for me, there would be other dopamine releases. Yeah, it's the right. reward of the, you know, if you choose to have a family, mm-hmm. it, but you're operating in a more narrow bandwidth. Mm-hmm. You know, like me, I've so you've operated here, and again, you've watched. You can probably go lower. Yeah, you can <laughs> like yeah, maybe here. I don't know. Yeah, for the you can't see. I'm like just drawing a wave right now, like a wave. You know, and mine is like fucking. You know, when a tsunami hits, like mm-hmm. those type of waves. That's what this motherfucker's done. Versus you, it's like oh, you got maybe a little storm coming in or something. If you're looking at the ocean, and you you would rat you can okay. What is okay? This is actually a great analogy. What's more sustainable? If you're, let's say you're on a boat and you're in the water and you're paddling your boat, what type of 
waves do you would you want to encounter what what is going to capsize your boat is it going to be like the small waves the ups and downs you're going to have of life like kind of like some turbulence but a little more even keeled up and down or like the tsunami waves eric has created for himself no i mean you what have i done i mean i think my life is a great example of you capsize your boat you it's not well you capsize your boat but you know i think a lot of people are doing this right now guess what people and this is where this is where the hope comes in it's it's kind of like a kayak you yeah you can turn it over and you're upside down but and it's hard you know obviously in turbulent water but if you flip it back over it's hard it's not easy to roll over in a kayak if you can do that and you can level out your own seas you can write your own ship you know I mean, that, that I do believe. I don't think it's just, oh, it's it. This is it. No matter how bad shit gets, you can always turn that bad boy over. So, Always. The world's full of people who see one bad situation as the end-all, be-all. That's just not the case. I mean, anytime you wake up, you have an opportunity to do better and have a better day, have a better life. At some point in time, it, it can become a mindset. I mean, you can choose to stay in a slumber, or you can choose to get the fuck out of it. I mean, we've all been in some type of depression at some point. And I just had to snap out of it and be like, oh, okay, I need to get my fucking shit going. Can't stay here forever, because I know where this ends up. And mm-hmm. it's not where you want to be. A lot of people are there right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like we started almost whispering as if we were getting ready to like start screaming or preaching in a church. You start low and come up high real quick. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Well, you know, it's funny for how many podcasts there are and people doing stuff like this now. I think this is in a, in a sense kind of the new religion for people is people realize mm-hmm. they need stability. You're not going to everyone, you're not going to get people to, you know, be like, Oh yeah, back, back to the olden times, you know, Oh no, that's 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 not that's gonna dead in the water. And of course, you're not gonna get people to give up their smartphones or internet. So what do you do? You you have to, as we've always done through human history, is you create something new. This is what we're doing, and it's like the science behind it. I mean, everything we've done so far on this has been amazing, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has definitely bettered my life for sure. It's been tough, but it helps me get through the storms of life. And again, I I will continue to have storms, and I continue to make my own decisions and those decisions have consequences but i think about this stuff i listen i do listen to us it's funny when i'm thinking about if i feel like i'm struggling with something i listen because it's like it it reminds me of just like oh yeah why'd you start this because again this is obviously for you the listeners you feel like you're in the stormy seas man how how can you level calm it down a little bit and we're trying to again give solutions to that that's what this is all about sometimes there's no control for a storm so you got to run towards the storm because if you run towards the storm you'll actually get out of it a lot quicker as instead of trying to run away from the storm because if you keep trying to run away from the storm the storm was still going to be right there trying to catch up to you anyway and it's going to get to you at some point so you can't run (laughs) for me personally i run towards the storm because i'm going to come out of it a little quicker than is if i'm trying to run away from the storm there'll always be a storm there's always going to be a storm so just feel good on your really sunny days 
that we're not getting here in Colorado so much. <laughs> just fucking it. That's a bitch. That That's shit pisses been, me off. And raining like motherfucker. <laughs> Another fantastic episode, Eric. I think this was really good. Also, anybody out there listening, whoever listens to us, please review the podcast. Go follow our YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube. We want to continue to do this. At some point in time, we're going to end up recording video so people who don't know us can see what we look like and see how fucking ridiculous we act on here sometimes (laughs) and see our actual reactions. But we do appreciate everybody listening, whoever's listening currently to those approximately 40 people and whoever's downloaded our shit we do appreciate that Uh, pass on the word if you think that this what we say is somewhat knowledgeable and useful in life and can impact somebody's life in a positive way pass it on to them absolutely pass it on to them and stay positive everyone Stay positive, everyone. That's going to start being my outro. (laughs) Well, this has been Less Tech, More Nick. I am Devontae. And this is Eric. Stay positive, everyone. (laughs) Less Tech, More Nick. Mm, Y'all hear what I say. Less Tech, More Nick. For your mother and your brother, we're going to hear from Eric and Devontae. It's strange times and these are strange days. And it's strange people living strange ways. So expect... Let's take Monique.